talking, listen, this is another one. Wow, it's been such a long time since I've talked to you guys. I miss y'all so much. It's been such a long time since you've heard my voice. Uh, obviously, because sports are not going on right now, and I wasn't even able to enjoy the last night of NBA basketball at the Chesapeake Energy Arena where the Thunder faced the Utah Jazz. Um, all thanks to Rudy Gobert, obviously, the NBA hiatus. Got a jump start probably prematurely. It would have happened either way, but, you know, I'm thinking that the Thunder would have been able to clinch that fourth seed before this all happened so that we could at least say that we did so. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, that night, you know, I was there. I was there in the Chesapeake Energy Arena for the pregame festivities. I got the entire pregame when the NBA kicked us um, off the court, us meaning media members, off the court with uh, 30 minutes to tip off. That's when I went ahead and left and went to my wife's birthday dinner at Frida Southwest in Paseo District. Um, it was a birthday dinner. Obviously, I can't miss my wife's birthday dinner for a Thunder game. Who does that? Um, so my plan was to go to the birthday dinner and then return to the Thunder game in about the third quarter so I could fulfill my duties for the swapreport.com post game and obviously get the very end of the actual game that more than likely would have been a barn burner it was going to be an exciting game regardless so i you know that was my plan but it was all cut short it was all cut short long story short it was just cut short thanks to rudy gobert and donovan mitchell it's not really donovan's fault he caught it from rudy who just wasn't taking the damn virus serious enough which pisses me off but that's for a whole nother that, that i'm not gonna discuss that here i'm gonna i'm gonna just let that go but this is the suave's take podcast obviously i'm adam francisco aka suave and you know this podcast is just about sports sports culture music and fashion it's gonna be a really sports heavy podcast however uh, but we will discuss you know sport or uh, music and fashion as well um but you know Go ahead and just get into this stuff, man. There's not much going on in sports right now at all. Um, it's actually an extremely boring time for sports. As you know, everything is canceled. I don't have to go through that. But one thing that did pop off recently was the NFL schedule release, which is a godsend for me. And, you know, while I care about the NFL, I care about football. Um, The only team I really care about is the Dallas Cowboys. Anybody that knows me knows that. Um, you know, I was basically born a Cowboy fan. Literally, I had no choice. I don't know why my dad put that hurt on my life, but I'm in love with that organization, no matter how much they hurt me, and that's the only team that I care about. So, uh, if you don't care about the Cowboys, or you don't want to hear what I have to say about the Dallas Cowboys, you can go ahead and get off this podcast, because that's what we're going to be talking about here, at least for this opening segment, before I get into some a conversation about the Oklahoma City Thunder and how I feel about their situation right now. But like I said, the NFL schedule dropped recently and the Dallas Cowboys pretty much got a a easy draw. I'm scared to say they got an easy draw because every time I say that they end up disappointing me and hurting me again. But 
I'm going to go ahead and go over it. Week one, they're going to travel to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Week two will be their first home game against the Atlanta Falcons. Week three will be oh God, at Seattle. That'll be a tough game. Week four will be at home, actually the start of a three-game homestand that I think they should dominate um, against Cleveland, then week five against the Giants, then week six against the Arizona Cardinals. Then they'll hit the road for two consecutive games against two division rivals. That'll be a tough stretch no matter how sorry the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles are. And then they'll return home to play the Steelers before a week 10 bye. Um, week 11, they'll travel to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Week 12, another division rival in the Redskins. Then they'll face a really, a really tough test, a really tough test on the road against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. That'll be a tough game, but um, they'll get a little easier that next week at Cincinnati. Then they'll return home for two more games against San Francisco and again, the Philadelphia Eagles before they close the season out on the road against another division rival in the New York Giants. So um, my prediction is anywhere from... Anywhere from a from eleven and five to thirteen and three, it's a two game swing there. My actual prediction that I'm gonna hold to the my actual prediction that I'm gonna hold to get this right is twelve and four. I think the Cowboys will go twelve and four this season. Best case scenario, thirteen and three. Worst case scenario, eleven and five. My prediction, 12-4. and four. Obviously, um, this team is extremely talented, especially offensively. They remind me a lot of OU's team because they're extremely strong offensively and weaker, uh, I would say average defensively. Well, I think we can call OU's defense average at this point, and I think the Cowboys' defense is right around average, maybe slightly above average um, now. But, yeah. If they don't win 10 games, or sorry, if they don't win 11 games this season, this was a wash. This whole year was a wash. I think they need to blow it up because I'm tired of these damn 10 and 6, 9 and 7, 8 and 8 records when you have the most talented freaking roster <laughs> in the NFL. There's there's absolutely no reason that they should struggle at all this season, especially with this favorable schedule. I'll go ahead and give the predictions on games, I think that they'll lose. Now, week one, I know they're just playing the Rams, but, you know, I just, something doesn't feel right. Week one is going to be one of those weeks where the Cowboys are going into it, the big head, because everybody's talked about them in a positive manner all off offseason. Um, some of the offseason drama is going to bleed into uh, the first few weeks of the regular season, and I think they're going to drop that first road game against a motivated um, Rams team who really has something to prove. So week one will be a loss in my opinion. Uh, they shouldn't lose it, but I think they will because I know my Cowboys simply, but then week two, I think that they'll, uh, return home and get their first win against the Atlanta Falcons who just aren't the best right now. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw shade at the Falcons, but they're just not the best squad right now. Um, I'm not going to go through the entire schedule, but I will say I think through week eight, they'll be seven and one. I think that first I think that first half of the season is going to be extremely impressive and um, things are going to be looking up for this team. But 
the second half of the season, just like last year, I think there will be a slump. They will lose a few games, but I do think they'll weather that storm and still come out with a 12 and four record. I got them losing week 11 at Minnesota week 13 at the Ravens um, week 15 at San Francisco. So that literally puts them at 12 and four on the season. Uh, they could easily they could easily be 13 and three though if they take care of business week one against the Rams, I don't see them losing to the Falcons. I don't see them losing to Seattle, who is a good team, but I just I I think the Cowboys are a much better team than um, Seattle and they typically play up when they play them. Uh, the Browns are not beating the Cowboys. The Giants damn sure aren't beating the Cowboys. The Cardinals better not beat the Cowboys at home. So that three-game homestand should be three straight wins. That right there puts them at 5-1 and one on the season. Then they'll travel um, to the Redskins week seven. I think that'll be a win because the Redskins are sorry and the Eagles are sorry as well. So that'll be a win. But I think obviously the Vikings, the Ravens, San Francisco, and um, the Rams may cause them some issues this year. But, you know, every time I make these predictions, they tend to backfire on me. So I'm going to go ahead and just play it safe and and just pray for the best. You know, I, I actually don't like making predictions when it comes to the Cowboys because they seem to disappoint me every single year. But, you know, I'm just thinking of other teams' defenses outside of a couple teams. You know, who... Who's going to be able to hold Dallas's receivers? I mean, last year it was a little easier because you just had Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup doing most of the damage downfield. But when you throw in a third receiver in C.D. Lamb, who I think will end up being better than Amari Cooper and and definitely uh, Gallup, I think that 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 throws a whole different ball game at different um defenses in the league cd lamb is obviously a huge threat and whether he is a pro bowl player his first year or his second year everybody knows that he can play so he's gonna warrant some attention and um, that takes attention obviously away from cooper and gallup and you know what how, how many nfl teams have three defensive backs that can guard three elite not not just three wide receivers but three elite receivers not many maybe one maybe two so you know i think that's where the cowboys are really really gonna hurt some teams this year and what's crazy is they're so strong now at the wide receiver position you almost forget that they have a top five running back in ezekiel elliott who's going to more than likely um barring injury barring injury going to rush for a thousand yards this year so um the cowboys are going to be a problem and i think that things are finally going to 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 come to fruition this year you know uh jason garrett in my opinion was the biggest problem well I, no sorry scratch that the biggest problem to got uh dallas cowboys is jerry jones let's let's get that out there right now jerry jones is the reason that the cowboys are um who they are and have the reputation that they have had the last 25 years but uh, the immediate problem that could be addressed was addressed and that was Jason Garrett and the Cowboys parting ways I think that's going to improve I, any coach I don't care what coach they have I actually like the coach that they have right now but any coach that they have um, 
is going to be better than Jason Garrett, in my opinion, because he just lacked confidence. He lacked all confidence. And I think that wore on the team. So we'll see. One thing that I do think is really cool, though, in that three-game homestand, we'll have three former Sooners. Obviously, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, Giants, I guess, star wide receiver Sterling Shepard now, and Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, all former OU standouts, record breakers, legendary players for the University of Oklahoma will be back in the state of Texas where Mayfield and Murray are from and back in this region for all three of them. Sterling Shepard's obviously from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. So he'll be back in familiar in familiar territory and so will Murray and Baker. Before I go, I do want to talk a little bit about the Thunder and, you know, just really the speculation about was that the last time we were going to see that Thunder team play? Uh, obviously, Chris Paul's in a lot of trade talks. New York Knicks won him, obviously. Will he get traded? Will Dennis Schroeder get traded? Will Terrence Ferguson be a part of this team next year? Uh, Shea will be here, but will Nerlens Noel be here? I mean, there's so many questions. And the fact that we were only a win against the Utah Jazz that night away from being the four seed in the NBA, that really gets to me, man. That really gets to me. And, you know, honestly, the Thunder would have won that game. Think of their track record at home in highly anticipated games like that. They typically win. And... With Chris Paul at the helm, I don't see him losing a game of that magnitude. So I'm going to go ahead and just say that the Thunder would have won that game. And now it's it's all they would have or they could have. It's all hypothetical. Well, as we're coming up on 15 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. There's not many sports to talk about, but things are starting to ramp up a little bit. Sports aren't starting to ramp up, but sports news is starting to ramp up because everybody's getting a little restless and trying to figure out what's going to happen. Obviously, Adam Silver is working his hardest to get the NBA back up and running. But, you know, after a conference call with the players and coaches today, he's mentioned some things about, you know, fans, if they even start this season back, fans will not be there. And there's a very high chance that they will not be in attendance next year either as long as there's not a vaccine for this COVID-19 virus uh, there will not be fans more than likely in uh, basketball arenas but look this is Suave's take I haven't had much fashion to talk about either because again sports fashion is not a thing if there's no sports we don't have any runway pictures the uh, only thing I can maybe talk about is Shea Gilders Alexander's quarantine fits but we're not even going to do that today uh, but look I'm not going to promise you a podcast every week. I'm not going to promise you a podcast twice every two weeks or or, or twice a month or twice a week. Or, I'm not going to give it any timetable. These are all going to be spontaneous, at least while there's no sports going on, because if there's, not, if there's nothing for me to talk about, I'm not about to get on here and ramble kind of like I've done today. I'm not doing that again. So um, please just stay tuned. Subscribe. Follow um, the podcast on Twitter at Suave's Take. That's all, Suave's Take. While I expect you guys to follow Suave's Take, I also expect you guys to follow the Suave Report at the Suave Report on Twitter. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's easy to spell as well. What's not so easy to spell is my name. But um, my at is Suave Francisco underscore. You probably won't have to type in the whole Francisco, so don't worry about it. But until 
whenever I, I i don't know when the next time will be but until then i'm adam francisco with the swab report.com thank you guys for listening hey,